0: My name is Rick Renner. Today I'm in Moscow, standing outside the Novospassky Monastery in Moscow, which was built in the early part of the 14th century. You know, Moscow is so old. The earliest remembrances of Moscow date to 1147. So by the time this monastery was built, the city of Moscow was already nearly 300 years old. This was a very famous monastery. Many famous people were buried here. For example, the mother of the first Romanov Tsar is buried here. Another very reputable character by the name of Princess Terakanova. She claimed to be the only surviving daughter of the Empress Elizabeta, who was the daughter of Peter the Great. She was a fraud, so she was held here as a prisoner and later she was buried here. Finally, in 1640, when Michael Romanov came to power, he began to embellish this place and built inside a family altar to the Romanovs. It survived wars. It survived the invasion of Napoleon. But then in 1917, when the Bolshevik Revolution came to power, the Bolsheviks and the communists were atheists and they didn't believe in God So it was officially closed, as was nearly all religious sites in the entire land of Russia. What a tragic time it was for the Russian people. And this was turned into a concentration camp. This place, which had once been such a holy site, and a historic site became one of the first shooting monasteries in Moscow. What do I mean by that? I mean it was a place of mass executions. The people who were incarcerated here never left here. They were shot in mass executions. Finally, in 1930, this place fell into total dilapidation, as did nearly all religious sites in Russia because the Soviet authorities did not believe in God, no money was spent on the maintenance of historic buildings, religion was nearly discarded, and the buildings fell into such dilapidation that eventually they decided to bomb it and totally demolish it, and the only thing that stopped that was the outbreak of World War II. But finally, in 1991, everything here changed. God moved in Russia in the political system. God began to pour His Spirit out upon the land of Russia. And this building was officially returned to the Russian Orthodox Church. And from that time until now, it has been, once again, a working monastery. But in the early years of the Soviet Union, this was a place of torture, a place of imprisonment, a place of oppression and terrible executions. Oppression is such a horrible thing. And you know at that time, oppression did not just occur here. Oppression is spiritual. It was felt throughout the entire lands of Russia. What is oppression? How can you feel the effects of oppression? How do you recognize oppression? And where in the Bible do we find a good example of what oppression is and what happens when a person gets set free from it?
1: That is what I'm going to talk to you about today. Stay tuned for a teaching you can trust, a message that will inspire, strengthen, and equip you with vital insights and understanding from the Word of God. Here is Rick. Welcome to today's program. Today, I'm going to talk to you about how to demolish any
0: oppression you have working in your life, how to disassemble it, dismantle it, take it apart, and walk free from oppression. It's going to be powerful. So stay with me all the way to the end of the program. But remember that if you need prayer, we're here for you. And we would love to pray for you. Call us right now or send us an email and we'll immediately begin to pray with you. And remember, I'm offering you my series called Healing the Mind and Emotions of the Oppressed. It comes with a wonderful study guide together. It is so powerful. You will love this. It will help you walk free or someone else to walk free. We're also offering you right now my daily devotional is called Sparkling Gems from the Greek number one. And number two, these are just treasures. They will really enrich your spiritual life. That's why they're called sparkling gems. And they're from the Greek. It's based on exposition from the New Testament, just causing the New Testament to come alive. And by the way, you don't read the whole book in one setting. It's a daily devotional. You just read one little piece at a time. You can begin with volume one or volume two or both really doesn't matter which one you begin with, but order your copy today. But today we're going to return to our subject about healing the mind and emotions of the oppressed. So far, we've seen what is oppression. Then we saw the levels of oppression. And today we're going to see how to abolish, how to dismantle, disassemble, how to demolish oppression from your life. If you've had a voice speaking to you, dictating to you what to believe, what not to believe, what to feel, like a wicked tyrant ruling over your life in your mind and in your emotions, there is a way for you to disassemble, to dismantle that lie so you can walk free of it. And that's what we're going to be seeing in scripture today. So get your Bible and open your Bibles with me to Second Corinthians chapter 10, I have my Bible, but I wanna begin by again discussing the difference between depression and oppression. Depression can be caused by disappointment, fatigue, schedule, stress, diet, and sometimes it can be cured by medication or just taking a day off or changing your environment. That's depression. And by the way, depression can become very severe. And if you don't get a grip on depression, Oppression can come to you in the middle of it. But what is oppression? Well, here is the origin of the word oppression and what the word oppression means when you consider all of its meanings. It's from a Latin term, which means to press upon or to press against. So a person that is oppressed feels something pressing on him from the outside. This is not inside, it's from the outside. Something pressing against him. It is a spiritual force. We've already seen it is the devil. It means to overburden, to weigh down. You really feel weighed down. To overwhelm, to overpower a person that is oppressed, feels overpowered by his mind, feels overpowered by his emotions. The voice of the devil is overpowering him. It means to burden with cruel, unjust, or unreasonable restraint. A voice of oppression will restrain you, it will give you limitations. It means to treat with severity. To oppress, afflict, crush, put down, smother, subdue, or even to torment. And here are synonyms for the word oppression. Abuse, brutality, coercion, compulsion, conquering, control. You see, oppression will control you. To be cruel, despotism, dictatorship. That's the devil. He's trying to dictate what you're to feel, what you're to believe, what you believe about your future and about your identity. It carries the idea of domination, force, harshness, harassment in your mind and your emotions, hardness, injustice, ruling someone with an iron hand, maltreatment, overthrowing them, repressing them, suffering, severity, subjugation, torment, and tyranny. If you are a person that is oppressed The devil is literally ruling over you like a tyrant. He has found a foothold into your mind and into your emotions and into your imagination. And in your mind, he has built a stronghold. And from that stronghold, like a wicked king or a wicked tyrant, he's trying to dominate and control your life. That's what oppression is. Now, with all that in mind, let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4, where Paul begins to tell us how to demolish oppression. Here's what he says. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. He begins in this verse by discussing spiritual weapons. In Greek, it is the word haplots, from the word "hoplon," and it describes the full weaponry which has been given to us by the Spirit of God. And this weaponry is described explicitly in... Ephesians chapter 6. If you do not have a copy of my book called Dressed to Kill, this is a book that you need to have because it describes all the weapons that I'm about to describe for you. The full name of this is A Biblical Approach to Spiritual Warfare and Armor. You don't have to take it anymore because you are dressed to kill. Order your copy today. Just go online or call and you can order your copy right now. But when you come to Ephesians chapter 6, verse 14, the Bible tells us God has given. Given us the loin belt of truth and a breastplate of righteousness. It says, Stand therefore, having your loins girded about with truth, there it is, and having on the breastplate of righteousness. But when you come to Ephesians 6, verse 15, we find shoes of peace, which I call killer shoes. It says, In your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. But then when you come to verse 16, we find that we have a shield of faith. It says, above all taking the shield of faith wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked which means if your shield of faith is in place the lies of the enemy will never penetrate your mind or your emotions or you come to verse 17 and we find the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit it says and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit which is the word of God and finally when you come to verse 18 we find the lance of intercession And verse 18 says, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit. In these verses, we find full weaponry, which has been given to us by the spirit of God. They are available to any believer that will walk in it. But wait, Paul goes on in 2 Corinthians 10, 4 and says, for the weapons of our warfare. The word warfare is the Greek word stratea. Now listen careful. It is the word which describes a well-planned strategic attack, a well-planned strategic attack. It is from the Greek word stratiomai, which depicts strategic warfare. It includes a line of attack, the methods to be used in the attack, the route chosen to carry out a debilitating assault. So if the enemies tried to build a stronghold in your mind, you have weapons to deal with it, and the Holy Spirit will give you a strategy, a well-planned Root of attack, a debilitating assault to pull down those strongholds. And the Bible says that our weapons are not carnal. The word carnal is a Greek word which means not fleshly, not from the material realm. It literally means that they're not natural. They're not something taught to you by human beings. These are of a supernatural origin. They are divine and they are spiritual weapons and they are mighty. The word mighty, the Greek word dunata, which is from the word dunamis, it pictures something explosive, it is superhuman power that comes with enormous energy and produces phenomenal, extraordinary, unparalleled results. It is the same Greek word to describe the full might of an advancing army, which means when these weapons are working, it's like an army's power has been released to drive back the darkness that has tried to attack your mind. That is amazing. And it says they're mighty through God too, the pulling down of strongholds. Even the word to is important in Greek. It is the word pros. It describes a face-to-face confrontation, which means when the weapons of God are working in you and the power of God is working in you, you don't have to hide from the enemy anymore. You can confront the stronghold to the pulling down of strongholds and not just confront it, but pull it down. We're talking about demolishing oppression. Pulling down in Greek is the word which means to take down, to disassemble, if needed, bit by bit. And my friend, if you've got a lie that's been working in your mind for a long time, you may have to untie it one little piece at a time, bit by bit. But you have weapons and you have power to confront it and you can begin to dismantle it. You can disassemble it. You can destroy it. You can throw it down, knock it down, break it up, pull it apart, take it to pieces until nothing is left of it. This Greek word pulling down is used to picture the pulling down the walls of a well-defended fortress. And that leads us to the word stronghold, the Greek word ukaroma. And this word is very important. The word stronghold, the word ukaroma, describes a castle or a prison, a castle or a prison, a fortress. What do I mean? Well, the Greek word pictures a stronghold with walls fortified to keep outsiders on the outside or a dreadful prison constructed deep inside a fortress that was intended to prevent a hostage or prisoner from escaping. It was a place of arrest, captivity, confinement, detention, imprisonment, or incarceration. And here's what you find. When the devil has built a stronghold in your mind or in your emotions, it's like a castle. Well, who lives in castles? Kings. Well, the devil, like a tyrant, moves into the lie. He's built a place in your mind. That's the high place in your life. He's built a fortress in your head. It's a well-defended lie. You've heard it for so long that you believed it and because you believe the lie, it's empowered the lie to become a reality. And when you totally embrace the lie the devil's been telling you, it's like the devil moves in and like a wicked king or a tyrant from that place, he begins dominating your life and it becomes a well-defended lie. It is a fortress. It holds you in like you are in prison. And because the walls of it are so thick, And because you've been insulated by it for so long, when other people try to come to help you, they can't seem to break through your walls because you have been taken hostage and you are inside the walls of a well-defended lie in your head, a stronghold. That is what a stronghold is. But according to this verse, you can disassemble it. You can dismantle it if need be, bit by bit. You can take it apart until nothing of it remains in your life. Then you come to 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5, where Paul continues. He says, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. In the very first of verse 5, he says, casting down imaginations. Guess what? Casting down is a translation of the same Greek word, which in verse 4 is translated pulling down. Pulling down and casting down, they're the same words in Greek. It means you can take it down, disassemble it, if needed, bit by bit, to demolish, destroy, dismantle, throw down, knock down, break up, break apart, pull to pieces until nothing's left of it. Used to pull, pulling down the walls of a well-defended fortress, but in this case, he makes it very clear he's talking about imaginations. It's what's in the head, it's what's in the mind, it's what's in the imagination. And the word imagination in Greek is the word logismos. It is where we get logical thinking, it denotes the thoughts and even emotions operating in the mind. And what we find is the mind is where strongholds take place. The mind is where oppression takes place. The devil knows that the mind is the central control center of your life. Whoever controls your mind controls you. If the devil can control your mind, he can control what you think and what you believe. If he can control your mind, he can control your self image in effect, will then begin to affect the way that you carry on with others and how others perceive you. Whoever has your mind has you. That's why God wants your mind. That's why you need to renew your mind with the Word of God. God wants your mind because when God has your mind, God has you. But the devil understands this and he wants your mind. He wants your emotions. He wants your imaginations. And as I told you in the previous program, there are two kinds of imaginations. There are logical imaginations And there are illogical imaginations. A logical imagination, for example, would be a lie that makes sense. For example, say God tells you to do something. And you say, well, you know what, God, that's not logical. I can't do that. I have a job. I don't have the money to do that. I can't take that step of faith. Your logic has become a prison to you that is restricting you from doing what God has told you to do. And you are in prison to your logic logical imaginations. But then there are illogical imaginations. And yesterday I gave the example of a skinny person who thinks that they're fat. And every time they look in the mirror, they see rolls, they see weight, they think they're so fat, but the truth is they need to eat. But in their mind, they think they're overweight. That is an illogical stronghold. Whether it's logical or illogical, it has the same effect. It is a prison. It is a prison. But the Bible says... You can cast it down, take it apart, dismantle it, disassemble it bit by bit until nothing is left of it, until you are finally free. You can cast down imaginations. In fact, Paul says every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. When he says every high thing, that word high thing is the Greek word which describes any kind of a barrier or any kind of presumptuous thought any kind of barrier in your brain, barrier in your emotions, every high thing that exalts itself. In Greek, the words exalt itself describes something haughty, something arrogant, something which in pride lifts itself up. And in this verse, it says against the knowledge of God. What in the world does that mean? Well, the Greek phrase is a compound of several different words. The word kata carries the idea of domination, to squash something, to pull something under its control, to subdue it. But it also says the knowledge of God, which in Greek depicts knowledge that finds its origin in God, or a clear knowledge that comes from God. So when you put all these words together, against the knowledge of God, really depicts an all-out war against the knowledge of God. Let me give you an example. God says, you're healed. That is what God says. That is the knowledge of God. Your flesh will say, you are not healed and you're never going to be healed. God will say, you are perfect in Christ. Your flesh will say, you're a failure. You're never going to be anything in life. Your mind, your imagination that has been penetrated by the enemy will exalt itself against whatever God says about you. God says one thing. Oppression says the opposite. It is an all-out war against whatever God has declared about you. What God has said about you is the truth that if you are taken captive by oppression, by a stronghold, by a vain imagination, your mind will wage war against the truth. And you have to make a decision what you're going to listen to. And if you want to be set free, If you want to walk in everything that God says you are, then you have to dismantle, disassemble, take apart bit by bit until nothing remains of it. Whatever oppression or stronghold or vain imagination is working in your head, you've got to commit all out war against that vain imagination. That is exactly what Paul is saying. In fact, he says, you've got to bring every thought into the obedience of Christ. The word obedience is the Greek word hupoku. And I want to read you directly from my notes because this is so powerful. This word obedience from the word hupo, which carries the idea of being in a subservient position. The word akuo means I hear. When you compound the two words together, it pictures one who is submitted, one who listens willfully or by force who obeys what he hears either willingly or by compulsion, duress, or pressure, which means you've got to say to your mind and you've got to say to your emotions, you're going to listen whether you like it or not. Hoopo, you're going to get under the word of God a cool, you're going to hear what God has to say, and you're going to obey, you're going to believe, and put into action what God says, not what you feel, not the lie you've believed. You're going to hoopo, you're going to submit your mind, submit your feelings, submit your emotions. And a cool, you're going to listen and put into practice everything that God says about you, and in the process of making your mind and your emotions submit to Christ and making your mind think the Word of God in the process of that, you begin to disassemble those lies. You begin to demolish that oppression. You see, you have to choose what voice you're going to listen to. You can either listen to the lie or you can listen to the truth. Whatever voice you listen to is the one you're going to believe. And the one you believe, that's the one that's going to become your reality. So if you want to be free, you've got to listen to the freeing voice of God. If you want to be all that God says you are, then you have to listen to the voice of God. And that means you have to disassemble the other voice. You've got to bring every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ and to the knowledge of of God, what God really says about you. You gotta put your emotions on halt and make the choice to hear the truth and believe it. And then it will become your reality and that emotion will be obliterated in your life. That's what Paul says in 2 Corinthians chapter 10. I'm out of time, but I'll be back in just a moment and I'm going to pray for you. What does
1: it mean to be oppressed? How do you know if you or someone you know is oppressed? What can you do to help those whose minds and emotions are oppressed? Nearly everyone has experienced a bout of oppression or knows someone who is struggling with it right now. Wait no longer to get the answers you need. It's all right here in this five-part series, Healing the Mind and Emotions of the Oppressed. This five-part series covers what is oppression? What are the signs of oppression? What did Jesus say about oppression? How does Jesus set the oppressed free today? Available in digital or physical formats, starting at just $10, you'll learn how to walk free or how to help someone else walk into the freedom God wants for them. In addition to this teaching series, you can also get the book Sparkling Gems from the Greek Volumes 1 and 2. In these books, Rick unlocks the brilliant treasures within God's Word and shows you how to live an intimate, uncompromising life with God. In an easy-to-read devotional format, each volume of Sparkling Gems explores more than 1,000 in-depth Greek word studies, and is sure to inspire and provoke you to plunge deeper into what God has for your life. Call now to order Sparkling Gems 1 for just $40 and Sparkling Gems 2 for only $45. Don't miss this special offer, Healing the Mind and Emotions of the Oppressed, and Sparkling Gems from the Greek Volume 1 or 2. Call now or go to renner.org. Call or go online now. We are bursting at
0: the seams with response from people that are reaching out to us from around the world for prayer, for support, and for resources. And our ministry needs a new ministry home in Tulsa, Oklahoma. It's not about buildings. It's about having the space we need so we can effectively minister to the people that the Lord is bringing to us. Our pastoral partner care department is taking calls from morning to evening, and we are literally sending teaching materials to people all over the world. And in Moscow, we are producing five to seven TV programs every day, and our ministry needs a new ministry home in Tulsa, and we need a new TV studio in Moscow. Altogether, it comes to about 50,000 square feet, which will cost about $120 a square foot for everything, including buildings, furniture, TV equipment, absolutely everything we need. And this will enable us to more effectively minister to those that are reaching out to us, and that's what it's all about. In Matthew 28, verse 19, Jesus gave us the command, go ye therefore and teach all nations. We're doing our part to obey that command, but we need your help. We need to purchase a new ministry home in Tulsa and construct a new TV studio in Moscow. And if you'll help us, and if all of our friends will do this with us, we can achieve this victory. And I'm asking you to pray and see if the Holy Spirit would have you to become a part of the giving team to help us achieve this amazing victory for the kingdom of God. And we are waiting to hear from you. My friend, you can walk free of every oppressive thought if you are willing to listen to the Word of God and to cast down vain imaginations. But this is teaching that you need to hear again and again and again. You need to be undergirded with the truth and supported as you charge forward and commit an all-out assault against those lies that have been holding you captive. If you need somebody to pray with you, call us. We will pray with you. And order the series called Healing the Mind and Emotions of the Oppressed. It comes with a study guide. You need to listen to it and listen to it and listen to it. Faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing the Word of God. Undergird yourself with what you need to believe the truth, and not a lie. We're also offering you right now my books called Sparkling Gems from the Greek, number one, and number two. Order your copies today. But Father, I thank you in the name of Jesus that the Word of God is so practical and so helpful. And Father, I thank you that you tell us we have to cast down vain imaginations. We can demolish oppression, and strongholds in our life if we will wage war against it. And I thank you that we have the power of the Holy Spirit to conduct that warfare. In Jesus' name, amen. Remember that we're here if you need prayer. And remember Ecclesiastes 8.4, where the word of a king is, there is power. I look forward to seeing you again tomorrow.